After almost 40 years in New Caledonian and French politics, Philippe Gomez is bowing out of the national political limelight. His term as member of the French National Assembly is about to end and he says he won't seek selection for a French Senate seat next year. Gomez had been president of both the southern province and of the New Caledonian government. He'll remain a member of New Caledonia's Congress. Joining me to talk a bit about Gomez's career and legacy is RNZ Pacific senior journalist Walter Twyfor. Kia ora, Walter. Let's start at the beginning. When did Philip Gomez first enter the political scene in New Caledonia? Well, he came onto the scene almost 40 years ago as a young advisor in the Loeffler era. Uh, he was a key centre-right supporter, uh, had a, a relatively good and fast career, became mayor very young up in Lafour, joined the domestic uh, or the local legislature. Uh, his career involved him being president of New Caledonia and for the last 10 years he's been one of the two members from New Caledonia in the French National Assembly. Um, he's now just announced that uh, apart from the fact that he will not be seeking re-election, he's also announced that he has no intention of standing next year when the French Senate elections are on and, and the position that he could possibly could have uh, considered. Uh, he said he did not want, as he made a comment on television, you know, have a sort of a, a pitiful end to his political career. So he decided to call it a day. And uh, that's after basically 36 years at the, the centre of New Caledonian politics. How influential was he as a leader in New Caledonia? Well, I would say that uh, in the century was probably the most significant uh, anti-independence politician with the problems within the RPCR party which was the, the, this monolithic type formation leading up to the Numia Court, signature Numia Court in the aftermath of that he formed his own party called uh, Caledonia Together or Caledonia Ensemble that party did rather well and became the dominant anti-independence party. However the succession of Jacques Lafleur, who was this towering figure for much of the end of last century, in this uh, wrangling within the anti-independent side, there were splits. So Caledonian Ensemble was only one of several parties in recent times. I would say that he, uh, you know, 15 years ago, he, w- he would have been the most significant local anti-independence politician. What was different uh, from? The approach that he had taken was that he started to steer away from the confrontational pro-anti-independence rhetoric. Uh, a little bit of a giveaway is the name Caledonia Ensemble, Caledonia Together. So he tried to form a more inclusive new Caledonia for the future. Uh, his idea was also that a referendum question should more look at constructively what are we voting for? You know, what sort of society will we have away from the way it was then coined by France, you know, do you want to have a yes or no, which is sort of not a grey, but it's a black or white. In that sense, he was a significant politician for over all these years. Now, where does he leave New Caledonia? I guess, I guess what I'm asking is what impact will his departure likely have or, or not? Well, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, he's, he said he's not been keen to... Uh, share much of views at the moment, saying that he's passed on to Philippe Dunoyer, that is uh, 
Caledonia Together politician who was his colleague in Paris. There were, there were two members of Caledonia Ensemble in Paris at the National Assembly. He's passed on to Philippe Dunoyer. You know, he's much younger. He says, you know, he will be the person to answer how things are going forward. Uh, interesting to notice that now after the last referendum where there is, you know, a strong pro-independence bloc that is not in agreement with how things are being done. Uh, you know, in this situation, Caledonia Ensemble has now merged again with uh, former rivals on the anti-independent side. So this could possibly indicate that uh, the positions are going to be hardened or have to be aligned with the ones who are more hardline because it's, 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 you know, it's boiling down again. What are we going to do next? Numi Accord is finished. We have to have something new. The anti-independent side says we know we have to find a way of integrating into France. The pro-independent side, as we've said, you know, they don't even accept the referendum outcome. So we're, we're in that sense, we're in a difficult situation. You know, his legacy, would say, I would say, is that, that he, in this Numea court period, while being against independence, his position was not, uh, let's say, rhetorically speaking, sharp against the pro-independent side. But he, you know, he's tried to figure out, um, I would say, a softer way of resolving the, the decolonization question. Now he's he's found himself in court a few times. Uh, what's his his brush with with the court systems? How's yeah, that gone over the years? Yeah, well, it's basically an issue: business interests and and public interest. Uh, also, being a businessman, questions were raised about how the, these things are compatible. Interestingly, that his decision to leave politics uh, sort of coincided with a court case uh, revolving around the fact that he was the chairman of a newly formed energy company, Numea, trying to build a new power plant needed for the SLN nickel plant and for the greater Numea area. At the same time, he was a, a politician, i.e. a member of the French National Assembly and a member of the New Caledonian Congress. Now, the defence said, um, you know, he did not seek loans or concessions uh, from the government while he was part or, or leading this, this uh, energy consortium. Um, he himself had this question tested in France and the court then said that uh, um, it was not compatible prompting him to resign from his role on the energy sector uh, company there. Uh, the court ruling that now has come out is th that no, they will not follow the prosecution's line that they should have a suspended prison sentence of this, but that he will be having to pay a fine. And so it, it has been said to being a, uh, you know, that he has to pay a fine. It um, hasn't come across as a, you know, a major uh, corruption case, uh, and I don't think that in any way he feels that he did anything wrong. More, he thought that he stepped up in a complicated situation to try to move forward with this complex issue of getting this energy plant going to the benefit of the SLN plant and the greater environment in Umea.